of this podcast for the rest of time i'm gonna only speak like this into the mic uh like an npr, NPR yeah NPR guy? the reason is i uh we had a listener reach out <gasps> this is true we had a listener reach out who said uh bailey i i know you personally i've met you before and i know that you don't talk like that <laughs> you are using a podcast voice Ooh. Wow. and i said what? oh I'm going to get so more podcasty. <laughs> I've been exploring, how does Bailey talk when he's trying to be normal and professional? And apparently, this is it. So, this is my new podcast voice, y'all. Hi. No, uh, it's kind of psychopathic. It's yeah, like, can we it's, vote? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casper's Welcome not into it. It's a theater, no for me, theater, bro. The <laughs> theater podcast for theater nerds. Uh, made by three theater makers it's really glottally uh, too the la theater scene no i don't talk like that i, I talk like this this is how <laughs> yes, i fucking talk do. all you the time be, right uh, you was this yeah we're not gonna we call just, them we're not gonna i just want to talk i just want to talk we just need to talk <laughs> who is this person who is, who is we'll this take a person poll. yeah we'll take a yeah. poll though and we'll find out i just we'll have some audience participation on this one um <laughs> because i think i talk like this all the fucking time anyway i saw hades town last night and it fucking ruled thanks yeah it did a lot of people was that at the amundsen that. at the amundsen ctg shout out to uh the uh, opening night of some la theater i know it's the broadway tour but it's they were phenomenal absolutely phenomenal the orpheus uh, uh stole my heart i was deeply in love with this show uh design direction oh the direction. I need to look up her name. It's like Rachel Chavkin or something like that. She, whew, it, she just gets it, and it's so stylized and weird, and the music just gets you. And every single performance was just so on point. <laughs> Go see Hades Town tour if you got the means. It's oh, highly, yeah. highly I enjoyable. I knew Hades Town back in like 2008 when it was a concept album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Bonivere or however yes. his name. Yeah, <laughs> Bonivere. <laughs> That's exactly no, how you said it. Yeah. So I'm precious about that recording of it because I've heard, I've of course sure. I've heard plenty of the the show recordings. I'm like, it's not the same. That's the thing. <laughs> it is. It is not the same. And you know, mm -hmm. I've I've had a lot of friends who have said the same thing. Who were like, you know, I've been on this Hades Town train for over ten years. I was there at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that same as you, like CJ, and they're just like, and I really liked when it used to be. Like I saw an emo punk. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and it used to be like an emo punk vibe. That was like the vibe. The, yeah. the Orpheus and Eurydice were kind of this like, like he was like sort of an emo rocker, so that when he would sing these like really dissonant tones, it like fit right. And it's instead, very melancholy. It, correct. Mm -hmm. And when it right. went to Broadway, they were like, what if it's more like. Which is a little fetishizy, but at the same time, like works the sort of New Orleans esque nature, but also making it very folk, and it it encompasses all those things without feeling fetishized of sure. the, like New Orleans Mardi Gras culture. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel that way while also having that vibe. And mm -hmm. the band's on stage, and the set is crazy. And if anybody's seen that Tony performance where the lights mm -hmm. are going back and forth the whole time, oh yeah. It's so much more batshit crazy cool than you actually know. It's so cool. I'm sure I, awesome. I want to see it. Oh, I just it haven't. So fun. It hasn't presented itself yet for me to see it. Maybe how much longer is it in LA? It just opened. I think it just it opened. Just opened, opened like, I think that like, I went to opening. Like yeah. I should weeks. try and get my butt there. And see anyway, it. Yeah. highly recommend. Let's go. Let's we go, fucking... Sage. Let's do it. All right. Go, go, go. See. Also, I'm seeing Angels in. We'll get to the a L.A. spotlight at some point. But I'm seeing Angels in America this weekend at yeah. the Broadwater. Yeah. Crazy. Right. I don't in know. In the black what box. Is. In the black box. That's my yeah. favorite space. I've had it's some. To be super I've, stripped down. All right. I've, I've had some peaks. I've had some peaks over the weeks. 
of the angels in America. So it's going to oh, be interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Actually, I know the director personally. I've been in shows with him. I'll shout him out later. Mikey Mulhern shout it out now. I don't know why I said it. I'll shout him out later. And then I shouted him out now. And I don't know why I'm explaining why I did that right now. Hi, welcome yeah. <laughs> everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Welcome to theater theater with my podcast voice, the theater podcast for theater <laughs> nerds made by three theater makers from the LA theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. I'm CJ Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett. That's right. And each week we get together to discuss, debate, and disseminate the evolutions of the great playwrights by taking a macro look at three of their plays. Macro means big. <laughs> and my, my timing is hey, off. Yes. Can you, can you note in the log that <laughs> Please note macro means log. big and veiny. And, and veiny. Yeah. And also Bro like to add in throbbing. Throbbing uh, and robust was yours last week. I like that one too. Um, <laughs> this is part three robust. of three. This is the end. We've come to the end of our mini series covering the works of the phenomenal Len Nottage. Uh, that's right. It's crumbs from the podcast of Joy, the finale. During the series, we've taken a look at intimate apparel the Pulitzer Prize winning play Ruined, Ruined. and uh, the Pulitzer Prize winning play Sweat is what we're going to be talking about today. Or is it sweet? Is it sweet? It's sweet. It's definitely, yes, definitely not. And that's the tone. <laughs> that's the tone of the whole play is it's very well, sweet. Wow. We're on a very different kind. page. We're on a different page. Oh, oh okay. I, well, we'll get I into didn't... it, I guess. I thought this was about uh, <laughs> we'll friendship it. and love. Uh, it always no. is. And hey, I got a quick... totally read the play. I did. It's about liberal America, and it's one of my favorite plays. Very I got a quick inspiring. digression, real, real quick digression. <sighs> okay. Happy birthday, August Wilson. His birthday was oh, yesterday, shit. and I was like, ah, we got to put it in the podcast. So I, I, I now have my note checked off. Okay. Ha happy birthday, August. We've yeah. covered you, and we, and please, everyone, go back and listen. Uh, and I should also shout out before we introduce our guest, which is next. I promise. Give oh. me a sec. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, Raphael Clements, uh, a, a deep friend of the pod, someone who engages with us a lot, but also uh, has was on our August Wilson miniseries, mm -hmm. uh, sent us a message. He actually worked with Lynn. God damn it. Multiple what? plays. What? And he had reached out and told Everybody. us that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to, I think we should do like a little extra like, We'll we'll give him a call and yeah. let him tell a couple a stories. Call yeah, while we record. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you just want to throw these all out, out I'm okay with that. No, 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 absolutely not. No, We're so so happy to have you. Uh, if you want to know like everything about this person, you should go look at our Instagram because we did a great uh, full bio of all of their work. Uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, as I've said before, this is my dear friend Casper. How are you, Casper? Oh. Yeah, what's yeah. up, y'all? You are, now. you are incredible. You have been a little under the weather this week, and you still joined us. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm here from the same spot that I'm always in, uh, in the stranger's bed, <laughs> in the stranger's apartment. <laughs> um, but it's been somewhat isolating these past few days, so I'm I'm very happy to have you join me again. Aww. Send yeah. us your your Venmo at, and we'll drop it in the bio of this and we'll let some people throw you some love crumbs. yeah i will crumbs. absolutely be doing that <laughs> soup ain't cheap y'all no that's what i'm saying so we're Especially gonna get new york soup new york soups 25 more just uh just from just that's from right. the can. yeah yeah it's the whole state it's not just the city yeah it's crazy not just the city uh certain boroughs it's 30%. So uh, I don't know where this joke is going. So uh, we're back. We're back. Lynn Nottage. Y'all, I love y'all so much. We're in a good energy. It's close to the end of the week. It feels nice. Ooh, yeah. We're talking about sweat today. Mm. Yeah. This play, Woof is right. Woof. Um, Woof. I was wrong earlier. I'm going to admit it. I was wrong earlier. Uh, this play is not sweet. Uh, it's not a sweet <laughs> situation. Um, uh, Sweat is a 2015 play uh, by Lynn Nottage, a playwright we, we've never heard of before. <laughs> well. And uh, wins the Pulitzer Prize in 2017. It starts out at Oregon Shakespeare Fest. And yes, I did see a production that I think it was the second weekend of it. How nice. Oh, which wow. is crazy. How nice. Uh, oh, wow. Humble brag. Mm. <laughs> um, but I think what's also cool about that is while I was there, for that production, 
they had just announced their next season, and one of the things in their next season, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it was written by Stu, who yes. created Passing Strain uh-huh. and such. Okay. Yes. And Obsessed. he was there and did a presentation of what the next show was, of what his show was going to be that he was developing with Oregon Shakespeare Fest. And he did this whole presentation where he just played the music while these people sort of like like improv hummed these like basic things over it. And it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Wow. That same trip I also saw, I think this was the same year, because I went three years in a row. Um, but the, the, I think it was the same year I also saw a comedy of errors that was set during the Harlem Renaissance, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I saw The Tempest that was using um, uh, no theater uh, movement and such. Um, And then I saw, uh, uh, what was the other one? I think it was A Wrinkle in Time. I don't know. I I saw so many. I've seen so many shows at OSF. But this one, like, really sticks with me. This is one that I, like, walked away being like, oh, fuck. And that was in 2015. Right. So if we're looking at the landscape of America, it's a very interesting time. Anyway, Oregon Shakespeare Fest, 2015, uh, and then it moves to the arena stage in Washington, D.C., and then it opens off Broadway at the Public Theater, and then in 2016, so that all happens very quickly. In 2016, it transfers to Broadway. Broadway. Broadway, directed by Kate Horsky, who we've talked about multiple times, uh, and she also directed the original, all these other things. A phenomenal cast, but I, I want to know what it's about. I don't know what it's about. I've seen it. I've read it. But I actually don't know. (laughs) Oh, won't someone tell us what it's all about? I'd love to. CJ's Breakdown. Switching between 2000 and 2008, a story is told of a group of friends, Cynthia, Tracy, and Jesse, and their grown kids, Jason and Chris, that work together on a factory floor in Reading, Pennsylvania. As soon as Cynthia is promoted, the plant threatens to cut wages and lay off workers. The group turns against her and each other as they struggle to stay afloat. That's true. Yeah. And I actually love your soundtrack in the back of the ice cream truck. It actually adds something. No, it's nice. I like it. It's Welcome to Afternoon on My Block in K-Town. K-Town, we love you. Uh, okay, so you brought up uh, in your in your breakdown, which thank you for that, CJ. Uh, reading. Pennsylvania, which it is reading, right? That is, I believe it's as in as in rainbow. Reading is it reading? reading. Because there's like red, y'all. But there are reading towns that are R E D D I N G. Mm -hmm. So I just assumed it wouldn't be right. There's reading, California. So in my head, I was like, well, then it's probably not right. Well, I'm, well, honestly, I like... we'd have to ask someone who knows more than our collective minds, because you know, like regional pronunciation stuff. Like you never know how people from there pronounce the name of the town. Maybe it's like that. I, well, I'm pretty know. sure it's it's Reading. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back well, and I'll do it again? Uh, no. I'm gonna call the utmost expert on all things reading, of course. Uh, LeVar Burton. I'm going to call him real quick. We're going to find out. Because uh, I like I like reading Rainbow, so therefore I think it's reading. I'm going to read. Reading Rainbow. Uh, reading Pennsylvania. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Um, at the time uh, that this was it written. Is, Google has said. Reading? It is, it's it reading? Is, Perfect. It's, re- it's re- read. <laughs> read. It's re- read. Oh, it's read. past tense. Reading. Got it. Okay. Reading. Okay. Past tense of reading. Perfect. So it's the same. Okay, Scott, I got it. I got it wrong. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean Whoa. to. Oh, I didn't. Whoa. I didn't. I'm just kidding. Stop I'm the kidding. podcast. Stop it now. Stop. I quit. We've gone too far. Um, no. Okay. Reading Pennsylvania. Uh, which I'm kidding. Um, wow. <laughs> so now we're gonna no. get rage emails from. Especially because the next <laughs> thing I'm about to say. Pennsylvania audience. Yeah. Right. Well, there might be a little Pennsylvania audience. I don't know. But I. I, I, I the next thing I'm about to say is not like a super happy thing. So maybe I shouldn't be making fun of the name, but Reading, Pennsylvania um, at the time, according to the U S census bureau was one of the poorest cities in America. Yeah. So she went there and she did interviews like, just like she did with ruined, which I fucking appreciate the shit out of. Oh yeah. Because when Mm -hmm. you get commissioned to tell a story and you're passionate about something, but you're not actually 
from that world. It's like, yeah, of course, like go get the stories so, yeah. so that you can tell them like that's your job as a writer, right? So she did that and she does it better than just about anybody. Uh, and I fucking love this play. Thoughts? <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I we were talking earlier before we logged on and I think especially for me, juxtaposed to my feelings um, post-reading Ruined last week, mm. I felt all of the emotions throughout. I just, it felt like despair. Yeah, It felt like um, some real familiar energy because we've all, and like we live here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a heavy like feeling like the walls were closing in the entire time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Which, you know, and with Ruined, we talked about you read it and you go kind of like, yeah, that's fucking happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Sweat's similar, but sweat, I agree. I was I felt more because it feels like someone I might know. I felt more involved. Not that I felt more about it necessarily, if that right, makes sense. Right. But I just felt more involved in the story in that way where I could see it felt like i was listening to people from my childhood talk yeah, yeah. totally from yeah Kansas, it was it's cl right? it's it's closer to home so to speak you know sure yeah i sure. really i really loved this reread of it like in a way i had seen the ctg production back in the day which i liked but didn't love mm -hmm. i thought it was kind of weirdly paced at points but the cast was so good and the physical direction was so good um and then had read it and was like, ah, yeah, I like this better on the page. Um, uh, this time I just was, I just was sort of taken away from it. Like I sat down, I sunk into it. I read act one. I went, I had a cigarette and read act two and was just like, Phew. and my revelation or my take this time was that the antagonist of this play is its time is time itself and, and the specificity of the two time periods that we're talking about to the year 2000, the year 2008. The and year 2000. that's what I was about to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just solid, solid. really just into all of it. And it amazes me that she, you, you don't, my my allegiances changed throughout like did you guys change like who you were kind of focused on per scene i mean yeah, allegiance is a tough word yeah because right. i don't know that i ever feel true allegiance to anybody to anyone yeah yes yeah, i kind of felt allegiance to everybody this time because they're all a victim victim of their circumstances like even when you're evaluating the choices and the incidents that happen with people yeah they're brought they're brought to a boiling point by outside forces this court this business that is all they have that's the only thing they have in that town is that business so everything that's happening is you know i mean not that characters don't make bad decisions or, or poor choices life choices in the show but I didn't feel, I don't know, angry at anybody or against anybody. No, certainly not that at all. I think that, you know, I, similar to Bailey, I didn't feel allegiance to anyone per se throughout. I felt like my heart slowly breaking. I felt myself right. drop into the story. Yeah. And I felt like I was another person, like nameless, faceless, voiceless, yeah. but like part of this ensemble. Drinking and beer just in the back. Drinking, drinking yeah, a beer yeah. and just witnessing, like existing within like this cyclone of shit for which there is no immediate remedy. Like right. it just felt like there is no allegiance to be had to anyone because everyone, all they can do is try to take care of themselves. And that's even impossible. Like this is a group of people who have so little already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I definitely yeah. didn't feel anger at anyone. It just felt like right. It's fighting with scraps, yeah. scraps to fight yeah. over. Yeah. Agreed. And it's you know, fighting and there's over a, scraps. Yeah. One hundred percent. I think there's a pendulum swing for me, which it, like in my life, where sometimes I really understand, like, okay, that person came from somewhere and is gonna have those 
thoughts and those feelings and is going to approach things a certain way that is not how I would do it and what not what I consider moral or woke or, you know, whatever, or like politically correct or whatever it may be. Um, and then there are times when I'm like, yeah, but they have the resources to fucking change and change themselves, so why don't they? But that's not – there there are problems with, you know, sort of both sides of that. But I think this time in my life while reading it, I was a little bit on that where I was just like – I don't know that I agree with where any of y'all's heads are at, but also like shit that sucks. Yeah. Like yeah. all of this sucks and you're still humans. You're no matter what, like even morally dubious people are human and have the opportunity for change. And I think going through something like this probably brings, as we see in the show, but even beyond in aftermath brings probably massive change in how they see economy and how they see basic humanity between each other. Like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. This is what Trump won off of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a critic that, that noted that it was the first great play of the Trump era. Yeah. Um, And in, in response to the Trump, the wall street journal specifically said that this play quote explained Trump's win. It said mm-hmm. that the city was synonymous with deindustrialization for the effects there of loss of heavy industry and related jobs. So, like, in a lot of ways, even though she's not writing this about Trump getting elected, she's writing this about a feeling, a fervor that is going on in the country that ends up being why Trump gets elected. Yeah. Period. I I would really love for individuals like my parents to see a play like this because I really feel like it shows the runaway train that is losing a job, trying to hang in there if you're in the union, not being able to make ends meet, falling into drug addiction, and then poverty and where that all leads you. Because like I think, especially in the Midwest, and I'm sure it's like this anywhere, there is this idea of like people addicted to drugs are bad right. and right. Yeah. they got themselves there and shame on them and they're dangerous people. And I just so beyond tr- like, right. Like, and I know we, I know we spoke about this last week about this. This is a play that like, I would love to see done in the rural Midwest and, and see For how sure. people relate to it and how it opens their eyes up to, real life why people do the things they do and land themselves in the situations they're landed in yeah yeah because you yeah i mean i i i think throughout the play i'm a little bit more like i'm with cynthia the whole time i'm with stan Mm -hmm. the whole time um and chris um but yeah i just uh yeah i don't know where i was going with that no no i know where you're going with that yeah I know where the, you're going with that. The <laughs> line, my favorite line in the whole fucking show that I thought it was the theme of the show. I feel like it's the theme of a lot of things I'm dealing with my life right in my life right now. I feel like it's the theme of Trump era. It's and I can't I maybe it was Cynthia, I can't remember who said it. Nostalgia's a disease. Mm, it's a stand line stand. and that was my it's a stand yeah. line Man, yeah. yeah and and Stan's it is a great part by the way that's fucking a fucking great part yeah oh yeah right, go um, ahead, no I, I i wholeheartedly agree and i i think that um that's that's a commentary about small townism and that's not I, I don't mean to be critical of it but what i've seen in the small towns that i've lived in and uh experienced is that you you get trapped in there and you get trapped there because of the past because of holding on to something yeah i think that that's one of the biggest differences that people don't talk about when they talk about you know suburban versus urban versus small town or or country is that you know a city just is perpetually in motion it doesn't have time for nostalgia you know um and a small town has nothing but time for nostalgia. And what that does is it, it, it makes you stop thinking, makes you stop processing. And, you know, what they could have done, what businesses could have evolved there. But that, ta- that one business held it all together mm. um, and the weight of that. And 
because there's those that will argue, well, the company also had a, you know, a legit, you know, obligation to its stockholders. And that's why it did what it did. It's still Boo, fucking evil. Fuck the stock market. Right. You know? <laughs> but like, it's like, uh, yeah, the balance of it, Ms. Nottage does an amazing job of, of striking that balance of, uh, of just raw humanity and then the breakdowns of things, all the racial breakdowns that happen, yeah. um, you know, especially between Cynthia and Tracy, Tracy. It's like, it's just like, yeah, it's like, infuriating. Yeah, oh, it's oh, infuriating yeah. and breaking and, you know, and uh, heartbreaking and, and yeah. And sad. And, but it's, she does it. It's so good. Like both of those roles are amazing fucking roles. To Hell yeah. Play. And we're just watching that friendship fall apart it's just like disintegrates right it's so fucking sad it's just so fucking i think that's something that really struck me obviously all of all of the racisms and (laughs) and start disagreement with and like it was really also interesting too to be reading and like witnessing where we were at in terms of larger cultural conversation in 2000 as opposed to like where we're at currently where i'm like yeah this is this is looking real fucking familiar. And this is feeling like being back home in North Carolina, but also with the racism part, like after having been in LA for like 13, 14 years, there's also part of me too, where it's like, this was just a lot more real and honest. This is a lot more like people, like the the opinions that were coming up in the show. It's like, yeah. wow, you kind of, you kind of miss when people were just really honest with how they felt and just getting to see how, yeah, I mean, capitalism is a motherfucker. At least you knew <laughs> where they were coming from. Yeah. Well, and and the whole theme of placing blame where it shouldn't be placed, and uh-huh. and the excuses we make up for why things don't work out for us. Yeah. And it can turn people really, really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and then just the the you know the basic I've I've lost my paycheck. I have to go right. to the union headquarters to get my bag of free groceries and, you know, my you know, voucher for the supermarket. Like it's, um, it's you and you know, didn't just take my job. You right. crossed the line. You crossed the to line. come take my job. Like right. oh, that. Yeah. I saying before we logged on to this, I spent like the first year of of lockdown doing a lot of labor union organizing work, and I'm like oh just the reality of like how really fucked <laughs> some of these amazon workers were that i was working with and i'm like yeah that's the specificity of that and, and attaching yeah. it to the show it's like yeah you're crossing crossing a fucking line right no 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 you didn't just yeah you you absolutely you immediately see that person as as the other yeah mm-hmm. and hey, some cj can you do me a favor yo can you please <laughs> uh note it in the log that capitalism is a motherfucker no no it in the log i'm not seeing your hand move i'm seeing i'm not seeing the noting (laughs) yeah thanks thanks do we crack it do we solve it captain's law yeah yeah captain's number five four three two one capitalism capitalism is a motherfucker motherfucker. no cj barron (laughs) perfect um but yeah agreed and it just it just it, it knocked me out this time and it just every, like I, I would play any of these characters they're all so th- you i see every one of them clear as a bell when i read it like i know exactly who each of those people are and uh and that's exciting i mean it's it's an exciting play to read because there's no i mean what the smallest part is what's his name who's the the parole the barback uh, oh, oh, pro- Evan! Evan, the he's parole officer. Great, but it's I a mean, great character, and you know he's got the, two fucking scenes, and they're awesome. They're great, yeah, yeah. and yeah, of course, and then yeah, Oscar and um, Oscar. That's the barback. Oscar is the barback who crosses the line. Yeah, have you all but ever been a barback? But then at the same back? time, sorry, hmm? I just was asking if anyone has ever been a barback. It was my favorite job in college. 
Oh. <laughs> That's all. Keep going. <laughs> I, well, at the same time, it's like, yeah, he crossed the line, but like, what kind of a fucking existence does he have and the money he's making? Yeah. You have total right. fucking sympathy for him crossing he the line. He tried getting in there so many times. He's like, right. I just, yeah. no one, no one wanted, wanted, wanted to let me in the club. What the and fuck? why do, what do I owe these assholes? They've seen me at this bar for years now and nobody even knows my fucking name. Right. Like, I wouldn't feel beholden to those people either. No, Everyone's that. talking about green cards. I'm fucking from here. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah. 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 And how we, yeah, that weird ownership with this is my town. You know, it's like, is it like, like, or can we all just not be human beings? You know? <laughs> Um, so you know. Nottage like really she obviously she writes this play and she was like so inspired by this she has two other plays about this mm -hmm. place basically and one of them's like an installation or it's something it's so isn't... weird yeah a play play is not the right word you're right, exactly right, right. right it's called this is reading excuse me i'm going to reading this is reading no this is <laughs> <laughs> this is reading rainbow this is reading an immersive transmedia project exploring the decline and rebirth of reading pennsylvania wow interesting and it's so, like the, it's like done at the old train that. station yeah like an old train station in town and they use that to do the installation, which I think was great. I think it was so cool that she returned to this place, that yeah. she has a relationship with this place that she wrote about, I think is, is def that's what makes her so fucking cool. A little bit in the last two episodes about like her stage directions and the way that she writes them. And we, we, we talk about stage directions a lot on this podcast, just about like comparing them uh, uh, you know, from playwright to playwright. And I think what's interesting about her stage directions is we've had a lot of playwrights that do poetic things in their stage directions, things that you know the audience will never get to read. Mm -hmm. It's just but, a little nugget there for the yeah. artist. <laughs> but sh this one, because it, it could just be very stale and people-based, she's got a lot of great ones in here mm -hmm. one of my favorite is it's it's so simple actually it was um maybe like halfway through act one uh, maybe like pretty deep in act one she has this it says um uh she's a laugher this is her mm, reference yes. uh -huh. yeah yes. yeah 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 that was it uh -huh. yeah and it's just like like that's it's so simple it's so simple and yet it tells a director and a and an, a performer a thousand things yeah mm -hmm. and i i want to write that way that's all i'm trying to say that's all and i can't i'm not lynn yeah no I never will be but no. you're gonna write like bailey writes well <laughs> a lot of farting who wants that a lot of farting <laughs> i mean if you if you read my current plays you'd say a lot of dick jokes and i go yeah that's weird right do i have some weird dick thing genitalia obsession oh. maybe hmm. well Maybe, yeah. maybe. Tell us, no one else is listening. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, can you note in the log that I have a genitalia? I'm working on it currently. Thank I you. don't see a pen moving. Tap, the pen. I'm I'm dictating into my phone. I'm logging it. It's oh. on the phone. <laughs> I see it. I see it now. Uh, speaking of phones, I just used mine to pull up my copy of the script because I wanted to find my favorite stage direction, Ooh. and it was. Uh, in a scene uh, between Brucey and Stan, where Brucey says, I don't know what to do. And it says, meaning, what's my purpose? Yes. Oh my God, yes. Yes, yes yeah. I remember that. Holy I remember fuck. that. It's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> this know. man is questioning everything. Everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's another character that, you know, it's, it's, such, it's a secondary character, but it's so powerful, so beautiful. And you're kind of on edge whenever that he's in a scene there's there's the, especially the first scene with Cynthia and then never mind the father son scenes with Chris like oof like and how that that relationship is structured and built it's clear as a bell what's going on and so mm. powerful and i appreciated how she depicted um addiction both through Brucey and through Tracy and like one first then the other and like just just kind of like culturally like what that looked like on uh, those two different bodies uh -huh. um but very very much present and mm -hmm. very much a fallout and fuck yeah 
this is not an, an important question, but I was wondering the whole time how they got Jason's uh, white supremacy face tattoos on and off in between scenes. Like, are they stickers? Oh, or... well, because I was thinking about this, like, because you don't, uh, I think he it's just the first. He has them on at the top of the show. Right, you, right. You come back to them at some point, I think. Yeah, I but remember. not till the end. I, I, you right. come back to it's, Chris, but I don't think you come back to Jason until the end. It's a pretty big gap. There's not a lot of time he has them on on stage, from what I right. remember, right? So it's like, what I would do, I, this is my tech brain, is I would, like, we do stuff like this for Shakespeare, right, with, like, blood and things, where you would have a uh, paint or makeups of some kind, but like a very glossy, uh, painty kind of makeup on a stencil that you would just press to his face. Pink. He'd go out, do the scene. He'd come off. You'd wipe it off, uh, like Hella, you know, with a bunch uh -huh. of uh, th not like Hella, not like, like Hella. official measurement. What's I happened? didn't. I didn't mean like, <laughs> like Hella, Queen of Death uh, from Ragnarok. That's not what I meant. Your... Yeah, Kate Blanchett from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, no, I meant. <laughs> Uh, okay, I lost. It's gone. <laughs> no, I don't even I, know where we it, were anymore. It, it, no. it kind of struck me as like the superior donuts scene change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, how, how do you the do fuck? That? Oh my God. <laughs> like, what? Like, oh my God. What poor bastards got to do this? How does one do this? <laughs> yeah. Only have enough money to pay one ASM. <laughs> right? I have this. I really want to do a production on stage someday of Lewis Sackar's Holes. <laughs> Like, like Shia LaBeouf. That sounded grosser than I meant. The the book, yeah. Well, they made a movie out of it, but the book Shia LaBeouf. Well, they they LaBeoufed it, but they LaBeoufed all over it. But they, but I will say, and they John Voight it all over. We won't talk about it. But about Paul Holes, that really good detective. That really good looking detective. This is good. This is good stuff. Okay, quality content for the podcast. I want to do holes on stage. I want to do all the holes on stage. <laughs> and I'm gonna call it with pay money. No, I want to do. Oh I want to do uh, like a stage version of Holes, but the 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 main guy Stanley Yelnats in that in that book is he's supposed to be really big and chubby at the beginning of the sh of the book, and by the end he has worked so hard that he has lost all of the weight. But I want to do something where. Okay, well, never mind. Actually, I'm going to save this. <laughs> this is too genius. I just realized I cannot today. give this away. Tune in I for will our tell new you podcast, Digressions. <laughs> no, it's going to be called Bailey's Most Genius Directorial Ideas. Uh, and stuff. It's, it's going to be me talking at you for six hours about all these bullshits. Um, no, this. I'm going to save it. I think somebody will steal that. I actually think somebody will steal it. It's very good. Yeah. It's very smart. Um, my point is I would do it, I would do it back. Okay, okay, I'll, we'll, okay, we'll talk, forget it. Forget it. We'll I'm talk about it later. Reminds me, mark this in the log. Yeah, yeah. Can you note it in the, in the log that my the point log. is that I want to cast somebody who's 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 a bigger person. That's the goal. Right. Uh, I, get I would saying. I would also like to note in the log, speaking of, I saw the Batman, and yes, Colin Farrell was fun to watch. He's good, right? He's funny. Yeah. He's fine. I didn't need three hours of that movie, but no I'm one glad did. I saw it. No one did. <laughs> I no did. I, I want to. I, I wanted the no, people that love I, I watch bullshit. I, I, I bullshit actually, for three hours. I did not. I actually did not mind the three hours. I usually don't mind three hours. I don't mind long movies. I just thought it was just there were so many storylines shoved into it that they didn't give themselves time for any of it. Paul Paul Dano looks like Paul Plunkett's kid brother. I want to touch it. Oh, Paul Plunkett, Sacred Pool, fan <laughs> of the pod. He does. Uh, that he means my nothing to any of our. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listeners, Paul Plunkett, go look. Uh, go, what go the fuck are up. we doing? Uh, like get out of here. Circle yeah. back. Circle out. Get holes. out. You know, Paul. Holes. Paul was a child actor, though. Oh. Paul Plunkett. Yeah. Maybe that was Paul oh, Plunkett. Okay. Yeah. Jumped in a time machine, and he's actually Paul Dano now. He was in uh, but... like. Um, what was he in? He was in. Um... <laughs> this parachute is a knapsack. We need to get out of here. <laughs> We Sorry. have to get out of Hi, this. Paul. I brought up Paul. Um, okay. Sorry, Paul. We love you. Holes. Uh, Back to holes. Paul Plunkett's holes. So, <laughs> we love you, Paul. Dear Paul, 
Dear Paul, we're discussing your holes on a podcast currently. Discuss a potential lawsuit that you may want to file. <laughs> Listen, I have a meeting with him right after this. We so, don't have uh, a human resource. Can bring it up to him. Yeah. Ask him about the holes. It, move this all to Patreon, Scott. Thanks. Yeah. Um, we don't have. A hold on, hold on. I'm doing it. Thanks. Note it in the log. He's doing it's it. A, I'm, it. I'm also Note noting it. it in the log all at the same time. So in 2019, uh, <laughs> this wins the Laurence Olivier Award for best, excuse me, it's nominated for best new play, Laurence Olivier. It does not win. Uh, it does win best director um, on the West End. Lynette Linton did a Ooh. West End production Ooh. starring Martha Plimpton. I would have okay. loved to see that. Oh, as... She was, was one of the. Um, she was Tracy. Let's see, Claire Chad Perkins Newman. and Martha Plimpton were the mothers. Oh, okay. I don't remember so which just, one. Yeah, she's... it doesn't say which one. Um, I could find it if I wanted to, but I don't. You look it up. Well, Martha Plimpton. <laughs> Join me. Perfect. Um, so he uh, also it wins the uh, best play at the Evening Standard Theater Awards. It's nominated for some other uh, solid things and wins best creative west end debut when it does the the west end thing so it, it gets a lot of love um i've had a few i had a friend teddy trice we brought up last uh episode he's he, we've done a artist spotlight with him he's currently on in book of mormon on broadway right now uh he left the come from You're away teddy. australia tour to do book of mormon on broadway so he's good he's, for him. he's also about to drop an ep uh so i'll shout that out at some point awesome but he uh, is all nice. over the place, and he was in a, like the second non-Broadway uh, uh, production of like while it was off Broadway, they did it at the KC, Kansas City at the Unicorn, maybe I want to say, or like the Coterie, one of them. I love you, KC Theater. I'm sorry, I don't remember which one it was. I'll ask Teddy. But he was in it there, and I remember him hitting me up and being like, "I remember you posting that you saw this play, and now I'm in it. I fucking love it." And I didn't get to make it to see it. But I heard a lot of mixed reviews, and this was in the Midwest, so I was expecting people to like fucking dig it. But I think it hits like we talked about it hitting home earlier. I think it hits home for some people, maybe in the wrong place for them. Like it hits a pride point. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure, sure. People feel convicted watching it, yeah, and then they get mad about that, right? Because I had a few friends who saw it in Kansas City, and then they they were all kind of like, ah, yeah. I don't know. It made me feel bad. Yeah, I just oh. like <laughs> Well, art bad. shouldn't do that. <laughs> no. Art should art make shouldn't you feel make nothing. you look at yourself. How dare no. art? Right. No. Um I also think that it is a deceptively hard play sure. to do. Like it's a very easy play to read. I mean, easy physically and mentally. Like it's challenging, of course, but um but to to execute it, it's like we were talking about the CTG um production again i liked it i thought the cast was great the performances were great but there was just something off about the pacing yeah and she says very clearly in in the first page like this should go rocket fucking fast mm. unless indicated go fast like yeah. which is uh, and so i i and then you have to balance that cast. Like everybody's, I mean, I say this all the time, but everybody's got to be good, but everybody carries their own weight in this show. I mean, sure. you know, it's a couple, a little bit less, but everybody kind of carries their weight in it. So it's, it, it feels like, and as my brain kind of went into director mode while reading it, that, uh, that it would be a, a, a challenge to do that, to a challenge to find those rhythms and and the, and that pacing and and make sure that everybody's getting their due time and attention and i mean from a directorial standpoint um not just a performance you know line standpoint absolutely y'all do you have any final say you want to you want to give on sweat before we do our closeout segments cuz we got a few today i was going to say there was a, a quote about um that it felt very much like a clifford odets play in that it was a, a play about everyday people, real people, working class people. Um, you know, Odette was very much an, a writer of his time and place. And this play, I think Lynn, Lynn is, is bigger as a playwright than Odette's was. But the, it is a play so specific to its time and place that the time and place become a character and 
and now at least from my perspective it was it was an entity that i could feel uh as a as a as i reread it absolutely siege casper thought i just i i just love this play of here here I, I love it. I Well, one thing I uh, – the first thing I put down, like I think I got through the first two scenes, and I said, I'm dying to be in this play, even just a fucking reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I would really love to hear it out loud again, just like – just to hear it. Like it would it, – I wouldn't mind getting a group together and reading this. This is just yeah, a good one to hear out loud. Blast. Fun oh, to fun read, yeah. but – Yeah, I'm But down. just good to I'm read out loud, it. especially if we were like, all right, y'all, like pick up the pace, and let's just like do it. And like yeah. – right. Yeah laser doing it like laser quick especially because yeah mm-hmm. maybe there's this impulse to kind of lean into the fact that they're in this bar and everyone's intoxicated in some way shape or form but like the conviction that these folks have and yeah. the opinions and i mean and the politics that are being spewed out of their mouth it's almost yeah. as though they've been keeping these in mm-hmm. all day it's like right. they don't say this shit until like it's been eating at them and it's everything is whip 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 whip, whip. they're yeah. not here to relax they're here to release yeah, they're here to well, sweat. Yeah, they're, they're here, here to, to sweat. sweat. <laughs> Su- wow, sweat sweet? it out. Sweat, sweat it out. Sweat it out, y'all. Um, yeah. So let's let's do the hard part. Are we ready for it? Uh, this is my favorite. So. This is my favorite segment uh, on the podcast because it has my name in it. So I want to yeah. listen to the. Can I hear the? Can I hear the thing? You absolutely can, my friend. Bailey loves ranking shit. Yeah, I love ranking shit. So we're going to rank these uh, three, two, one, uh, the ones that we read. I don't want to go first. I want to go last. You okay, have to okay. go first because no, of something. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll uh, Marco Polo for the next one. Okay, here we go. Um, three. Ruined. Two. Ooh, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, you don't have it. You started the. Okay, three ruined. Three ruined. Two. Shit. Two. Two intimate apparel, only because I've never seen it. Uh huh. And three. You mean one? One. one. <laughs> top of the top of the top of the mound sweat. You may like ranking shit, but you ain't good I'm at it. I'm not good at it. I didn't say that. That's not the stinger, uh-huh. Scott. Uh, it's the stinger is about my love for the thing. You said three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. I also uh, love theater, and I'm bad at that. So, well, so that's can... not true. That's a lie. That's a lie. Oh, I just needed to hear that. That's why I said, yeah, I'm pushing Yeah, no, no. I I, I, to... I, it's quite been a hard week. It's been a hard week, all right? Let's give each other some love. Um, Casper. Yeah. Three ruined. That was a hard toss-up for me. I thought it was going to be two, but number two, I had to give to Sweat. Okay. Um, my stomach turned the entire time reading it. Yeah. And then one intimate apparel um, because I just, I thought there was just so much beauty and like excavating of uh, ancestral lineage, even if you have to imagine it for yourself. Yes. Um, yes. So that one... <laughs> because it didn't traumatize me quite as much. That <laughs> that's that's the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's the other valid. piece of this. And 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 also like like I said, like I I need to see intimate apparel. Like I need mm-hmm. to see intimate apparel and the opera. I want to see the opera. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas sweat, like I've been so inundated with it that this reread was me just being like, right, I remember that being awesome. Right, yeah. I remember right. that actor being great. And you know, so like I think that's why sweat can can prevail for me. Anyway, okay, Scott. Um, well, Great Minds, number three is Ruined, number two is Sweat, and number one is Intimate Apparel. Yeah, it's a solid uh, ranking. Casper. It's a legit ranking. Casper. You and me are the same yeah. Y'all are right smart. There, right Y'all are there. smart. Uh, yeah, smart. Intimate Apparel okay. just stuck with me. So good. I was charmed by the play and by her. I was moved by it. I, I connected with with it the themes of loneliness and <laughs> isolation i just was into it um and, i mean listen this is a real thin line between all three of them yeah for 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 ruined i i as i thought back about it i was like oh i was a little bit more in my head while reading it i don't yeah. mean to mean that in any kind of dismissive way and maybe that was similar to your reaction casper that i just kind of didn't want to 
let myself fully get there, but it still affected me so profoundly. And then Sweat, yeah, the same. It was just, it's so good. But Intimate Apparel, it just, like, I, it, it, it tickles my brain, like, in, yeah. in the best possible way. Like, I really loved it. All right, CJ, it's All right, time. CJ, you want it to be last. I feel like shit about why? this. No, sure. Why? Because really it's different like than ours. I really like all of them. Um, yeah. Um, three is ruined. And I have to say, I feel like shit about that because I have to say, and I'm going um, to say it, when I heard the music from it, uh, it just made me love it. Even It's such a harrowing tale, but then there's these beautiful songs in it. And I just, yeah. it made me love Ruined even more. Two, Intimate Apparel, and one, Sweat. All right. Okay. All right. I hate it. All right. I hate it. I fucking hate myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, think that's you legit. It, it's, but... We're all in the same page. Like, <laughs> and like you know. Scott said, Sweat and Intimate Apparel, there's <sighs> a very thin line for me. Yeah. Right. Because Intimate... I'm gonna say it for the third time. I have to fucking see this play. Oh, I yeah. so badly so want to see. So good. It. Yeah, so I want to see all of them. Well, I want right. to see all of them, but yeah, I, yeah, I have. I don't know well, that I sweat. want to see ruined. I <laughs> should and will. I and, would be. I would be open to that experience. Is my desire large like it is with intimate apparel? Maybe not. No, intimate apparel. Just. I also think maybe it's the one that's the most theatrical that you can yeah. do the most with I like think so too. um not that you can't with the other two but ah uh, I, I again I, there was a magic to that play that really just stuck with me i agree you're we're all very smart people cj yeah <sighs> you didn't do anything wrong <laughs> hey just some CJ. of us are smarter than others <laughs> yeah. oh, ah, right Ca casper and i <laughs> are a little bit smarter if than you, you had, and Bailey in right. our list. I mean, it's true. But we just knew that a little anyway. bit. You know. But I will say, you know, I will say this, CJ. Uh, if you had put sweat at three, we would have kicked you off the podcast. Haven't I almost been kicked off several times already? <laughs> well, uh, you well... were kicked off once and you just came back one day. We were like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. I keep imposing myself upon you. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, so we've ranked them. That's always fun. The next part is also uh, quite nice, and I only have one, so we'll make it real quick. But uh, let's listen one. to that, that fucking that fucking stinger. Dream Sorry, dream rolls. Did y'all have dream rolls? Did y'all have uh, any roles? We'll start with you, Casper. Is there a role that you're like, I have to play this? Are there any, or and also like directorially, or just like in any other form is are, are there any pieces you want to work with work on and in what way and in this these this lineup of knowledge plays I'm yeah or yes. anything or anything knowledge but these three Just are the general. specifically yeah um yeah i mean i would love to play the lead in intimate apparel um, um yeah, that would. would be great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i would also love to do even just a reading of sweat um, yeah. And I yeah. could see myself reading for Chris. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Be, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we're gonna do it then. Fine, okay. yeah, we'll Fine. do it. We'll do it. Yeah, Fine. I'll run it by um, Meadow on No Name. Um, <gasps> yeah. uh, they can take ten percent cut. Meadow on No Name. Okay, great. Meadow it's a yeah. fat paycheck. It's a fat we're paycheck. Good? Yeah, they, they say they're we're cool. In. Meadow, no name. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, which uh, which one of them got the the weed belly? Which one's got the belly? Who's got the hookup? That's Meadow. DJ, you got any dream roles in this in this canon? I sure do. Uh, Tracy and Stan, if they would let me. Stan for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a great well, fucking part. Isn't that your name in the play you're in right now? It is my name in the play I'm in right now. How cute. But it's a completely different Stan. <laughs> His name is Stanimal, and he's yeah. a good guy. Stanimal, good gay. Um, <laughs> he's very sweet, not very sweat. Right. Uh, Scott, you got any dream roles? Oh, Stan. Yeah. Yeah, Stan. The, that's mine. Stan, yeah. That's, yeah. I could play that's that the now. One. I feel like I could play it now. I also, we had talked about one of the plays, uh, I've already forgotten the name of it, I'll look it up in a sec, but it was the one where it was the African-American couple traveling through Africa who end up at the Colonial Hotel and get stuck there in a rainstorm. Oh, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. play the guy who, the white dude who owns the hotel. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just like, sounds oh, juicy as good white guys? But, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he sounds evil. He sounds evil as fuck, and I'm into it. And uh, I think I'm gonna. I gotta find that play. Find that play uh, and let us know. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll find it. Uh, okay, cool. So, do you guys have anything you want to promote? Any spitlets? L.A. Spotlight. Spotlights. I got a thing. L.A. Yeah. Casper. Yeah, I got an L.A. thing. I don't yeah. think I've mentioned this previously on the pod. Um, so back in December, January, I was working with Four Larks. They are the avant-garde opera company that I did Frankenstein at the Wallace with right. back in 2020. So we were working with them at the Getty Villa doing this adaptation of an older show that they've uh, produced called Hymns. And it's all of the Homeric Hymns. Uh, we've filmed mm. a visual album um all on the getty grounds and that should be coming out sometime in the next month or two it'll be showing at the getty villa and also available for screening online oh shit um, yeah that's fucking radical uh yeah. i just did a site visit yesterday morning at the getty villa because i'm tech directing for a deaf west show of oedipus yes Ooh. oh i can't uh, wait Dur- cool. uh, yeah which i can now announce i've signed all the things and i yes. uh uh Directed by Ginny Coons, who directed Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse. Oh, hell um, that. yeah. And it's a uh, like very little dialogue uh, play of uh, telling of the Oedipus story uh, in the Getty Villa, which if y'all, if you haven't it's been to the It's fucking great Villa, there. Oh, fuck. it's such a cool place. I'd love to do a show there. I can't love. even. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you, you can see the ocean and it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy place and everyone should do theater there and I'm going to, I'm going to do more theater there. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's my shout out, but that's not till October or, or September. So that's a while away. CJ, you got anything? Uh, I will next week. Cool. Scott? Uh, no, uh, nothing at this moment. Just uh, keep eyes out on social media for Sacred Fools stuff, especially for Fringe stuff that's coming up and the Fringe show that I'm producing written by Paley and featuring CJ. And it's going to be delightful. I got I cornered uh, somebody the other day and was like, you need to come see it. You're going to be charmed. And they were like, OK. So yeah. like, thanks for cornering me, but okay. Oh, yeah, like, so, I don't know you. <laughs> you just play. I cornered this random dude the other day, and I was like, "Sir, this is play. a Wendy's." Uh, <laughs> Ooh, now I want Wendy's. Uh, oh, not Wendy's. not sponsored. Not sponsored by Wendy's. Not sponsored. Um, Promo code. No, we're talking about theater. Wendy's. W I N D E E Z. Wendy's Wendy's. Really shit brand of. Uh, we do triangle triangle burgers triangle burgers Gross. Uh. guys thank thank you thanks everyone for joining us uh, for part three this is the end yeah this is the end of our coverage of lynn nottage we're gonna miss casper like a I know. motherfucker yeah. you'll be back though like, can you just you'll... be fourth fourth host yeah. can we make yeah that? i was planning on just joining the zoom link again next perfect week yeah no that seems, here, seems so. totally fair Either? yeah here's Watch the thing You've got plenty of time on your hands because you never book anything. So I just figure (laughs) you're never working on any projects. So I just no, no, no. I'll be back. And Uh, if you ever want to cover Passing Strange with that little stew drop that you did earlier, you know, I'll call you. Actually, I'll make that an end stuff because Passing Strange is worth it. Actually, we should have you and Natalie on. Because Natalie loves Passing Strange. Oh, so cool. we'll do a full Passing Strange episode with the five of us. That'd be fun as yeah. shit. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, do you know Natalie, Casper? I only threw stories of friends <gasps> of friends. I think we oh, follow one another. I think y'all are going to be best friends. Y'all are going to be yeah, best friends. You fall, people fall in love with Natalie like within 30 seconds. Like, Natalie is an angel, ready. and she... Uh, was on our Paula Vogel miniseries season two? Was that season, season one? Two? It was season, season one. one. It was, it yeah. was in season one. It was like maybe our last playwright even in season one. Yeah, because Paula Vogel was my number one that season. That's right. That's right. And sh- and and Natalie brought some incredible context because she actually got to do like one of Vogel's writing bake-offs and was in a uh, like a class of hers and, and learned from her and got actual mentorship. It was so fucking okay. cool. Natalie's the shit. Yeah, Natalie's yeah. the shit. Uh, so we'll we'll have you both on. That'll be super super fun. But thanks all oh, for yeah. joining us for our Lynn Nottage mini series, Crumbs from the Podcast of Joy. Uh, join us next week because uh, after this, we're going to be doing a CJ pick, which is what CJ Peter Dinklage's Cyrano. Yes. We're watching. It. I think it's Serrano. It's Serrano pepper. <laughs> Serrano. Serrano chili pepper. Ooh, you I live... cook with Serranos now. Don't you live on Serrano? 
I shouldn't no, give our. I'm never close. mind. I'm on. Doesn't matter. Giving addresses on the podcast. Don't, uh, let's, not, let's not do that. I used to live on Serrano in K Town for like. Three I'm not months. far from Serrano. Okay, got you. Yeah, cool. Everyone now go find CJ. She lives Listen, near Serrano. You're you're not gonna be able to find parking to come up here and kill us <laughs> for fucking sure. Um, but our our next mini series after we talk about Serrano is we're gonna be covering. Uh, should I say? Yeah, well, well, I'll we've say. We've got other shit going on before our next. Oh mini fuck! Series. I forgot. Yes. Okay, yeah. we're doing it in stuff. We're doing Cyrano. Then we're gonna to do two to do do <laughs> bonus episodes because we don't want to have to break up our next mini series. Which, by the way, is Marsha Norman. Oop, Marsha Norman. Marsha Norman. Whoop, whoop. We're gonna be reading. Uh, well, okay. Uh, let me explain what we're doing for Marsha Norman first, and then I'll tell you what these bonus episodes in between are gonna be. Marsha Norman, we're going to be covering Night Mother, mm -hmm. Bridges of Madison County, the musical, for which she wrote the libretto, and what was the, your choice? Circus Scott? Valentine. Circus Valentine. Circus Valentine, which sounds, it sounds interesting. Read the intro. It's fucking hilarious. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be super fun. It's just, it's just the three of us. Uh, it's family minus Casper. So it's going to be very, very fun. Uh, it'll, it'll be chill. Uh, but, but between that, we're doing two bonus episodes. Help me all remind me exactly what we're doing. The first one's going to be what? Fringe. We're gonna, fringe. We're going to talk all things fringe. We're going to do a massive all things fringe, uh, 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 oops all fringe moment where we are going to hopefully interview some people involved with fringe. We're going to talk about some of the shows that are coming up. Uh, if you are someone who has something going on in fringe festival and you want us to talk about it or promote it or see it, send us something. We will mention it on the pod. We'll promote it because this is our oops, all oops, all fringe. That's what we're going to call it. Oops, all fringe exclamation point. Uh, and then, no, that sounds like a mistake. It's just, it's just all things fringe. All things fringe is better. <laughs> I mean, while I'm ahead, um, are you, are you high? No. Yes. <laughs> I've never been high in my life. So I'm always very low. I, after that, then we're going to yes. do one more bonus episode because it will be our official, actual, hundredth full episode. Oh my goodness. So that's not including our trailer and that's not including the one mental health check-in slash season announcement that we did for season Which two Which means or we've three. gotten 50,000 listens. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how math works. Because <laughs> it, was, it was exponential, so it's probably way less. We, it could be way more actually, I don't know. We are going to do an episode where we don't do anything. So for one whole hour, we're just going to sit and just stare at each other, and you're just going to listen to it. Awesome. No, what Ice are we cream doing? truck. What are we doing? Well, well okay, we so we're doing Fringe. It. Then we're talking about maybe doing everything everywhere all at once for oh, the bonus. that's what we'll do. Then the 100th, yeah. where we want people to, like, let us know their top playwrights that we've covered. Oh, there's three episodes before Mark. Yes, before correct. Yes. Yeah, so. Yo, I'm all the way, I'm all the way back. Casper, I've got it hanging on my like bathroom mirror. working this out. Casper, <laughs> join the production my bathroom meeting. Mirror. It's, 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 it is written. It's in the log. Y'all, can you please do me a favor and triple this in the podcast so everyone That's hears awesome. it multiple times? Production meeting corner. Also, how dare you mute yourself while you cough after that hit? <laughs> <laughs> I need us to hear the beauty that is... Flem, Flem being <laughs> no, I, that, oh, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. so is it my turn now? Fine. Yes. yes. Questions, comments, uh, compliments, rankings, mm. email, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, Scott. Don't comment. Thank you, CJ. Uh, a big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson for writing our theme song. This is just a fact. Our theme song is better than your theme song. It's yeah. true. He also writes all of our stingers, and he's a hell of a human being. True. Also, a big shout-out to Pamela Quinn, even though she hasn't done anything for this particular series. But she usually is wow. involved with every single... Well, I didn't mean <laughs> she like didn't that. Oh, wow, she didn't do nothing for this. But we love her so much that we're giving her the shout-out, right? Yeah. And we should also say, welcome, uh, Pam. on the last episode, we were able to find one of the songs from Ruined, uh, and we threw it on to the end of that episode. I think we should throw it on the end of this episode, too. Yeah. Uh, if I can yes. find another one of the songs, because there's three songs in the show, I'd like to find one of the other ones. That was the only one I could find, so if I could just find that one. I'll throw it on. But it's, uh, 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 it's Dominic Ronza who wrote it, and then it's um, Condola Rashad singing it, who played it 
on, on Broadway. Broadway, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's OG. It's the OG people singing it, and mm-hmm. it, it's very very good. Her voice uh, is beautiful too. Yeah. yeah. Right. What a good song. Anyway, that yeah. was good times. So we'll play that again, and uh, please go rate, subscribe, and review. Uh, and finally, a oh, big fuck, shout out. The other thing. <laughs> <laughs> The bit, the no, bit okay. that we do. We gotta the do bit. the bit. We gotta follow yeah. through on the All bit. Right. Okay. A big shout out to the brilliant Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Annie Baker, who writes every single one of our episodes, but doesn't even know it. That's and true. one day, Annie Baker, we're gonna buy you a beer. We really are. Yeah. We're gonna buy you a beer. Anyway, now go rate, subscribe, review, or all three, or whatever you want to do. Um, Casper, to close this out. I, I'm, I know I'm not supposed to throw to you, but I'm going to throw to you for one thing, one final <laughs> okay. moment. Will you, I know you're a little sick, but just with all the like, all the love you have in your heart, can you give us a final song? Because normally I close this out with a song and it's usually really jarring and bad. So I want to I want to do it right for Nottage. Butterfly in the sky, I can fly twice as high. Take a look, uh-huh. it's in a book, reading rainbow, or maybe writing rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Later, everybody. Bang. The liquid nets on the Like it's ending.